And we're going to read, we'll, we'll, we'll narrow it down. God tried to tell me to narrow it down while I was studying, and I just kept adding information. So, so God's going to, we'll, we'll do something today. Amen. I'm expecting God to speak to us, aren't you? I really am. I'm telling you, I, I, know, I know God's going to speak to us, and I, I, I thank him for his blessings. I want to encourage everyone, all you in the life groups, this is what I want you to do. I, I encouraged mine this week. How many of y'all had a good life group this week? Amen? Listen, we, we, we had a great, great life group. And one of the things that I challenged our group to do is instead of, instead of focusing on the, uh, the, the point one and point two and the sub point A and sub point B and all that jive, uh, just write down what God says to you. Listen, uh, sometimes we can get so caught up and looking up on the screen trying to write down what's up there so we can say we had our notes. I, I would rather you be listening and say, Lord, what, speak to me. And this is what I challenge my group because this is what we're trying to do. Everything in life groups is about life change. Say that with me. Life Say it again. Life change. Life I don't want you to be the same. I, I, I want you to be conforming to the image of his son. Amen. Romans eight twenty eight. for we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. What's his purpose? For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate, predestined. He, it was his plan, it was his divine idea for you to be conformed to the image of his son. So this is, this is all about life change. I challenge you today, right now, I'm my, my group already knows this, I'm challenging you to find something, let God speak to you, I want you to write it down so you can take it to your group this week and contribute to what's being said in your group. Tell them what God told you. Church, say amen. Let's read in Philippians chapter number 2, in verse number uh, 1. Are you there? Say amen. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love... If any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. What does that mean? We need to have unity in this place. We need to be together. We need to, we need to walk. How can two walk together lest they be agreed? We need to have unity. We need to, now I'm not saying uniformity. I'm talking about unity in heart and mind as well. We are looking for the same thing. We are desiring the same thing. We're, we're, we have the same goal in mind, and that's reach others for Jesus Christ. Say amen. The Bible says in verse number three, let how much? Let how much? Nothing, not a thing, not one thing be done through strife or vain glory. In other words, we shouldn't argue about anything. Are y'all with me? But in lowliness of mind, let, is, let each esteem other better than themselves. You know what will keep the arguing and the fussing and the fighting down? For me to think more of you than I think of myself. Amen. Fighting and fussing and carrying on starts when we become selfish and we, we want it our way and not... Are y'all with me? It says this in verse 4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Now let me give you a little commercial. That don't mean mind everybody else's business. Hello? What that means is you need to get your mind on other people's needs. Or let, let, let it not be just about who you are. What does other people need in your life? Are y'all with me? Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? Now, this ain't part of the text, but let's just read it because it's good reading. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no... Took upon him the form of a 
and was made in the likeness of men. And if I forget it, let me just say this. Let me just say, you, you want to know how, you want to know, I heard this this week, it's so good. You want to know how you can tell if you have the heart of a servant? How many of y'all like to know how to tell if you have the heart of a servant? <laughs> Some of y'all don't want to know. It's how you react when you're treated like one. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Watch what God did, though. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Christ is to the glory of God the Father. That's pretty good reading, isn't it? Let's read, let's read verse 5 one more time, and we'll pray. Read it all together in concert. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Word mind means thinking. Thinking. The way you think, the way you operate, uh, your focus, your mind. Uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Now, right after we pray, I'm going to show you a skit. Now, this is not, this is not, I want you to focus on this. Please pay attention. I may play it twice because I thought about that this morning when I woke up. Played it, played it twice. Listen real good. And I want you to focus on this little, just a little one minute skit. And and then we're going to preach this morning. All right. Father, in Jesus name, I love you. And I thank you for the spirit. I thank you for the flow in this place. God, I'm glad when we come to your house, you was home. Lord, I pray right now that you'll speak to us through your word. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. Don't let me preach more than I'm supposed to. And don't let me miss what I am. God, I don't want to forget nothing, but I don't want to add nothing either. And I pray your will be done. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now pay close attention. Jesus Fan Club Mug, $13. Testament, 50 cents. WWJD bracelet, $4. Trendy tea, $15. The perfectly placed ichthys on your car, of a Christian worthless play it again can you do that quick watch now you may have Jesus fan club mug $13 testament 50 cents WWJD bracelet $4 trendy tea $15. The perfectly placed ichthys on your car. $7. Having merely the appearance of a Christian... How many of y'all would agree with that? Be careful. 
Be careful. The greatest hindrance to Christianity is Christians. Christian means what? I, Dr. Brown was in a, a, a waffle house, literally really in a waffle house, and, uh, and asked a lady uh, that was there, the waitress, and said, Ma'am, are you saved and a Christian? She says, Reverend, she says, I'm saved and I'm trying to be a Christian. There's a difference between just being saved and being a Christian. Being a Christian means you're being Christ-like. This is what this is all about. You're not here this morning to fill a quota. God doesn't keep an attendance record in heaven saying, okay, they made it to church that day. That's not what this is all about. That's not what life groups is all about. Life groups are not just about having a time of relational get-together where you can develop relationships. That's part of it. That's a great integral, I mean, it is a very important part of it where we can come and develop friendships and develop a closeness with our brothers and sisters, uh, where we can minister to one another and all that. But the main issue in church, in life groups, in anything we do, it's about life change. Life change. It doesn't matter if we fill this building, and listen, I mean, we could fill a soccer stadium with a rock concert, but if everybody leaves the same way they came, you've wasted your time. It's about life change. Change. Say that with me. It's about life change. Life change. Watch what the Bible says. It says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a... What kind of creature? A new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. There's a very important word there. Become. Uh, Some people get bent down on baby Christians because they mess up or they slip up. Listen, everything's not going to be new right away, but they will become new. There will be a process started. The moment you get saved, whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not, but the moment that you give Christ your heart, the moment you give God your life, he begins a process, listen, forming you into the shape of his son. Now, sometimes some of us are so out of form, what he has to do hurts, doesn't it? Sometimes we're so out of whack from what we're supposed to be. We've got so much stuff in our life that was not in Christ's life. He has to dig stuff out. Sometimes we don't have anything that was in Christ's life, so he has to put some in. And sometimes we just fight the process, don't we? He's a new creature. Everything will become new. Romans 8, 28. I read it a while ago, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. What is His purpose? For whom He did foreknow. He also did predestinate. He predetermined that you would be conformed to the image of His... Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect what? All right, what's the will of God? For you to be conformed to the image of his son. For you to be renewed in your mind. For you to be transformed. That word transformed there is it was, it was the Greek word metamorphio where we get our English word metamorphosis. A metamorphosis is something where there is a change that takes place from the inside. See, what happens with most fundamental Baptists? We try to change everybody from the outside. We want them to get a haircut. We want them to put a suit on. We want them to shave. We want them to do this and we want them to do that. Change everything on the outside, nothing on the inside. That's why we've created a bitter generation. 
Because if everything's been on the outside pressure, and there's not been an inward change, well, honey, if you don't change the inside, the outside's going to go back to right where it was. Metamorphosis, a change from the inside out. Changing because God... Listen, when you change because of conviction, hell or high water can't stop it. Because it but if you change because of my opinion, you're in trouble. Say amen. Christ, are you Christ? Man, after I got that video... After I got that video and, and had it ready for the, the message, at, I think we get it Thursday or Friday. Well, yesterday, I, w- I, was, I was mowing and going back and forth, and, and, and I mowed Dad's yard and, 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 and Mindy's yard, and I was hot and, and just, you know how when you, when you got dirt all over and your grass in your ears and everything, anybody, you know, when you mow, it just throws it everywhere, and here, and you get sticky, and, you, and all you want to do is go home and take a shower. I mean, that's all, and it's hot and then muggy. How many of y'all know it was hot yesterday? Lord, have mercy. Thank God I ain't going to hell. Amen. Well, I pulled into the gas station. There was this big old long uh, <clears throat> bus from, uh, I think it was Renfro, Alabama. Is there a Renfro, Alabama? I think it was from Renfro, Alabama, First Baptist Church. Full of teenagers. They was coming back from a, a, a trip. And son, there was more smoke rolling out of that than my dad's barbecue grill. I mean, rolling out that hood. And I walked by. I had, I had my cold drink and I walked by. And the first thing I thought of was that stupid video. I said, oh, Lord, I'm hot. I really am. I need, I need a cold drink. I need to sit in my truck in the air conditioner. Lord, I... Worthless. I said, Lord, my coat's going to be hot by the time I get back to my truck. I went. I said, sir, my name's Malcolm Carter. I'm from Temple Baptist Church right up the road. And if there's anything I can do, can I, can I help you anyway? And, and, and do, do you need a mechanic or anything? And, or or, or I, I know two or three if they're not... Uh, busy, they may try to help. I, I, you know, is, is there anything I can do? Well, no, but I sure am glad you asked. If, if we need something, I'll, can I get your number? I said, you sure can. I wrote my number down, gave it to him, and didn't think another thing about it. Well, later on, later on that day, uh, uh, after I got through mowing everything and, and was headed back home, the phone rang. And I said, Lord, please let that thing be fixed in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Worthless. Amen. And the guy, he, he, they had got home. He said, man, I just wanted to call and let you know we got home, the kids are safe and everything. He said, but man, I, that meant a whole lot that you stopped and asked about that. I really appreciate that. And then I felt worthless. <laughs> Listen, God didn't save you to go to church. God saved you to be the church. We think we're doing everything we're supposed to do because you showed up this morning. But what did you do at work yesterday? How did you respond to that person that made you mad? What did you do to the person that cut you off in the highway? God bless you. That's my worst one. I just, I usually name my sins. If you want, that's what I preach on, stuff I have issues with. That traffic thing is the worst for me because I get it hereditary. Dad was the worst that I, I inherited from him. And that just bothers me. But you know what? God will keep putting me in them situations until I learn to be like Christ. And some of y'all have issues that you're dealing with over and over and over again. And you wonder, why do I keep facing this? Because God's trying to get you to be like Christ. And by the way, he ain't quitting. He's not going to quit. He's not going to stop the process. What he started, he will finish. Well, I don't like it. It hurts. Well, I found out this. The less you fight it, the less it's going to hurt. It's like a, it's like a 
Oh, oh, mercy. It's like a shot. Anybody ever got one of them uh, uh, penicillin shots? You know, one that think it feels like they're, they're pushing WD-40 uh, or 10W-30 into your side. Are y'all with me? Got a needle that big around? Are y'all, uh-huh? I had a, I had a, a foreign doctor give me a shot. said, be normal to be. Be normal to be. What, what does that mean? He was trying to say, breathe normally. Relax. Don't fight it. I said, how about if I come at you with that big knife you'd fix to stick me with? Would you be normal to be? Does anybody hate shots as much as I do? Be normal to be. Man, I'll bust you in your eye. Amen. He hit me with that thing. I jumped slam over the table. He said, he had to do it again. But I found out this. The less you fight it, the easier it is. And in life, the more you resist the Lord, the tougher it's going to be on you. What's going to determine it? Your stubborn will. My stubborn will. He's going to make you like Christ, whether you like it or not. If he has to beat you to death to do it. He's predestined to conform you to the image of his son. Why am I going through this? For all things work together. Even your mistakes even your failures, God's going to make you like his son. What has this got to do with life groups? Last week, we said that life groups, they're used as a tool to sharpen. Say that with me. They're used as a tool to sharpen. We said they sharpen us through the application of the preaching. We have our application questions. And boy, I got some good ones this week. You don't want to miss group this week. Uh, Through the accountability to my peers, I need to be accountable to my friends. Well, we had a good group this week. We were talking and saying, uh, you know, I, I said, I, I want you to help ask me questions. And how am I doing with my study? How am I doing with the way I'm treating my wife? How am I doing with, uh, with what I need in my life? Not only accountability to my peers, but then the admittance of my problems. Being able to admit I have issues in my life. You'll never find healing for your issue till you're willing to admit to somebody else you got it. Say Amen. But we know that the life group is there to sharpen. But then today, write this down real quickly. We're, we're going to be brief. We're going to try. Uh, uh, life groups are to shape. They're to shape. Say that with me. Life groups are not just to sharpen, but they're there to shape. To shape. What kind of shape? Shape us into the image of Jesus Christ. The, 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 analogy, the analogy with the church, he's compared... The church, it is the bride of Christ, amen, but it's also the body of Christ. Say that with me. It's the, you are the body of Christ. What does that mean? What does that mean? Jesus had to leave and go prepare us a place. Well, he left you here to be him to the lost world here on this earth. You are the body of Christ. You are the hands of Christ. You, listen, you are the body that's to minister and to serve and to be a blessing, if we're the body of Christ, I, man, uh, what's that group called? It's got a good song on that. Uh, is it Casting Crowns? If, if we're the body, why aren't the hands reaching? Why Are y'all with me? Y'all heard that song? Man, great song. Great song. And that is so true. If we're the body of Christ, why do we have so much problems in this world that the church is not addressing? 
Why is it that they're not seeing Christ in us? Why do people despise the church? They love God and they believe that there is a God, but they despise the church because they're not seeing Christ in the church. The church is not being the body of Christ in this world. They're going to church. They got that down. I'm telling you, they're good at going to church. They're good at that. And they'll brag on how much they go and they'll brag on how much they shout. But listen, they are very poor at being the church. Amen. You're kind of serious about this, aren't you? Yes, I am. Because when you leave Temple Baptist Church, I want them to see Christ in shoe leather. It's about time somebody stands up. There's churches all over the place. It's that, that, Brother Chris, world record number of churches in Coleman County. And we got one of the worst meth problems in the whole state. Now something is wrong. Wouldn't y'all agree? I'll tell you what's wrong. Their church is going to church, but they're not being the church. Well, what, what is life groups? How can life groups shape me into being like Christ? Well, the first thing that life groups gives you an opportunity to do, and this is one of the greatest characteristics of Christ, life, life groups gives you an opportunity to sacrifice. To sacrifice. Write that down. Life groups give me an opportunity to sacrifice. What do you mean, Sacrifice. I mean this. I got to thinking about this. What do you think is the most precious commodity, the most precious asset that you have? Time. Say it again. Time. 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 What do you always hear? What do you always? Well, I just don't have. Boy, if I just had more. Watch this. Now, what are we wanting to be? What are we conforming to? What shape? Come on, y'all, help me. We're shaping into Christ. Well, let's see what Christ was all about. John 10, 15. John 10, 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the... I lay down my life for the sheep. He did, didn't he? Well, watch what he says in 1 John 3, 16. 1 John... Everybody knows John 3, 16, but they don't want to, they don't want to quote 1 John 3, 16. 1 John 3, 16 is this. Hereby perceive... Say that with me. Hereby perceive or we can see it hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren for who the brethren now watch this two things under sacrifice I want you to write this down sacrifice a is an outward expression sacrifice is an outward expression as I was as God was helping me with the 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 life group questions uh God told me this he said son he said sacrifice is an outward expression of an inward affection. That was good, wasn't it? Sacrifice is an outward expression of an inward love, of an inward affection, of an inward feeling. How do you know? But God commendeth. But God commendeth. It means put on display. He didn't just say it. Talk is cheap. In talk cheap. Talk is cheap, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, God the Father said, world, I want you to know how much I love you because I'm giving my son, I'm sacrificing my only begotten son whom I am well pleased with. This is my divine, listen, the apple of my eye. I'm giving him all to you because I love you so much. And sacrifice is an outward expression of an inward affection. What does that mean? If you don't have time to sacrifice 
to be there for your friends, to be there for your, your peers, to be there for the brethren, you don't love them. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his now we all take that we all take that as somebody being you know held up and you're taking the bullet for them or or you're you're giving your life so they could live and you're going to die. And that's not what Jesus is saying. And because he's using the same lay down your life for your friends, lay down your plans, lay down your agenda, lay down your priorities, lay down your preferences, lay down your prejudices. Listen, be willing to give up something. Sacrifice is giving up something precious for the sake of another. And I'm telling you, we ain't doing much of that. What have we really sacrificed? I mean, honestly, what have we really sacrificed? What have we sacrificed to serve God? What have we sacrificed to be a blessing to others? Really? Come on. Come on. Hey, I'm as guilty. This is a question I was going to put. Name your greatest sacrifice for God in in the life groups. And you know why it's not on the paper? Because I was too ashamed of what my answer was going to be. But you know what? The greatest attribute of Christ was his willingness to sacrifice. Giving up something precious for the sake of another. Well, I don't need, I don't need life group. No, no, you do. But what's more important is they need you. They need you. I mean, honestly, out of all, one hour a week. One hour a week. Can we not do that? What is that all about? I'll tell you what it's all about. It's God giving you an opportunity to be like Christ. Because it's simply saying, I'm going to sacrifice something that's important to me. And I know we, get, we don't have much time. I understand that. I really do. I, man, if there's any, I'm running like a chicken on my head all, all the time. I mean, wide open going through and I'm catching things on the fly. I understand about not having time. I do. I do, but I'm telling you, if we're too busy to love one another, we're too busy. We're too busy. Why? They're never going to know you love them until you show them. Talk is cheap. Hereby perceive. We're not going to perceive it. We're not going to perceive. We're not going to see love until we're willing to lay down something for our brethren. Hereby perceive we the love of God. There's an outward expression but then, then B, it says in the second part of that verse, and we ought, say that word with me, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That word ought means obligation. There is not only an outward expression, but there is an obligation explained. Jesus says you have an obligation to your brethren. You have an obligation to your brethren. And I'm, I'm going to share in just a minute, I'm going to share a bunch of one another's that Jesus gave us. Love one another, receive one another, comfort one another, exhort one another, receive one another. Are y'all with me? Listen, don't get upset. Don't, don't get all mad all up in the house. You were just praising God a while ago. Don't get mad. Be willing to change. You're going to have two responses this morning. You're going to get pricked in the heart and you're going to do something about it or you're going to get cut to the heart and you're going to get mad and bow up and you're going to leave worse than you came. I'm telling you, this world needs Christ. This world needs us to be Christ. There was some folks here. There was some folks here Sunday night. There's some folks here today with the same issue. But there was some folks here Sunday night lost 
as a, as a ball in high weeds. And one of the main issues that they have is because they've seen so many Christians say one thing and live another. That's got to stop. That has got to stop. Some of you have seen people in here. I've had people come to me. Well, I tell you what, I saw so-and-so, so-and-so, doing so-and-so, and so-and-so. And they'll hold the whole Christian movement hostage because of the stupidity of one person. And nobody's perfect. And I'm ashamed, man, I'm telling you, I, I, I've been working on this. And I, I'm thinking, Lord, don't let me be that person on that video. I don't care if you got a Jesus mug. I don't care if you wear a Jesus t-shirt. If your life ain't revealing what that says on that shirt, you're wasting your... Matter of fact, you're causing more harm than good. Church, say amen. Listen, there's an obligation explained. We have an obligation. We have an obligation to love our brethren. It gives us a place to sacrifice. Honestly. Honestly, is giving just a little time out of our schedule that great a sacrifice? How many of y'all in here... How many of y'all in here, uh, and it's all right, ain't nobody going to crucify you because a bunch of us went and saw it at the same time. How many of y'all seen the Passion of the Christ? Anybody seen the Passion of the Christ? Was that something? I mean, it was just, it was just, wow. And the thing of that is, wasn't a drop in the bucket to what reality was. Now that was sacrifice. Now is it really sacrifice to take a little bit of time out of our schedule yeah, it's sacrifice. But it's not a great sacrifice. But you can be Christ by giving of yourself to another. Church, say amen. amen. Listen, life groups gives us an opportunity to sacrifice. It gives us a place to sacrifice. Number two, it not only gives us a place to sacrifice, it gives us a place to serve. Place to serve. Place to serve. Randy, you be nice to that baby now. All right. All right. A place to serve. One of, the, one of the second greatest attributes of Christ was his servanthood. Did you read what we read in Philippians 2? He made himself of no reputation. Took upon him the form of a... He was God. Do y'all get that? I mean, he said, let it be. And it was whatever he said, let it be. And not only was it was, Brother Dave, he was good. Let there be, boom, there it was. Let there be, boom, there it was. I mean, spoke the world into existence. We, have, we cannot even fathom, our finite minds cannot even fathom the infinite wisdom and glory and power of God Almighty. Yet he laid it all down. To get down and wash our feet. Wow. It gives us a place to serve. God, you're saved to serve. You're saved to be Christ. He was a servant. He had a servant's heart. He had a servant's mind. He, he served. He said, listen, let me, let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it. Watch what it says. The Bible says in Matthew twenty twenty seven, And whosoever will be chief among you, Whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. In other words, the greatest is going to be the servant. It's not going to be the one that's being fed, hand, and it's not going to be the one that's being pampered. It's going to be the one doing the serving. God's saying he's the greatest. 
Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to and to give his life a ransom for many. Wow. Let me tell you a couple things that let me tell you a couple things. Uh, and you say this this just you really think that God wants us to do that? Watch this. Galatians 5:13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Watch this, read it with me. But by Wow. Let me, let, me, let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. John 13. John 13. You got to turn there. I got it right here. John 13, 12. After he washed their feet, after he'd taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? This is as he got down. How many of y'all remember the story? Anybody remember the, 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 the drama when all the guys were up here and, 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 and Jesus got down and washed their feet? Now watch this. It says, after he had done that, taken his garments, sat down again, he said, Ye call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. I am Lord. I am Master. If I then, being your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, read it with me, ye also, read it with me, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. Ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. There's two things that service will do. There's two things that service will do. Number one, it'll produce humility. It will produce humility. Service produces humility. Why? Because when you are serving others, it is becoming about them and not about you. And Jesus says, I want you to serve one another. I want you to put others first before you. It will produce humility. Why? How many of y'all agree we all need some humility? And if you don't agree with that, God's going to give you some. But every time you get it from him, you get it the hard way. If you humble yourself, he will exalt you in due time. But if you do not humble yourself, he will humble you in due time. Why? God hates pride. God hates pride. Pride is the seed of every sin, I, I believe, with all of my heart. It's the seed of every sin. It can all be traced back to that. The devil fell because of his pride. He was there. He had the most glorious position in heaven. He was there to reflect the glory of God. I'm telling you, he was the worship leader in heaven, and he fell because of his pride. And God hates pride. Pride says you're important. You're important than others. Pride says you're more important than him. And he will not share his glory with nobody. He'll share his home. He'll share his love. He'll share his son. He'll share his salvation. But he will not share his glory. And we get prideful and lifted up. We are taking glory from him. And he ain't going to stand for that. We better realize when this church is growing, it's God doing it, not us. It's not good singing. It's not good preaching. It's not good any. It's all him. Pride. Pride goeth before a. God hates pride. But boy, when we get down and be a blessing to somebody else, Brother Chris, and one of the most humbling things that you've ever seen is somebody washing somebody's feet. You've got to get down in more ways than one. Say amen. amen. But that's exactly what the creator of the universe did. And he said, if I did it, you ought to do it. Amen. Humbling yourselves and saying somebody else is more important Somebody else's issues are more important than mine. Somebody else's schedule is more important than mine. Somebody else's problems are more important than mine. 
Humility is produced. Humbleness is produced. And boy, when we get humble, Brother Dave, God can go to work. Peter had issues, didn't he? He had a lot of potential. I mean, he had a lot of potential. That's why God picked him. But he had one issue. Pride. Oh, no. I will never never leave thee. Everybody else will, but I love you more than everybody else. I will die for you. Peter, can you see Jesus' frustration? Your flesh, son, your spirit's willing, but your flesh is weak. Satan desired to have that he may sift you as wheat, but I pray for you. I looked up that word, sifting. That word sifting means to, to, to break the hull, the hard part of the wheat, to break the hull of the wheat. And then, listen, the, the sifter will break the hull to get the meat out. And the, with the meat, is that's what you make bread with. Y'all with me? Amen. Now, some of us are going to go through a sifting process. And God's going to allow Satan to sift you. God's going to allow you to go through hell on earth. You keep going the way you're going, and God's going to allow that. But not to kill you, not to harm you. But God sees the potential in you. Every person in here has got great potential. But the direction you're going, God's fixing to bust your bubble. And what is he trying to do? He's not trying to hurt you, just to hurt you. He's, He's trying to break that part of you that needs to be broke, that pride, so he can take the good part of you and bake bread and be a blessing to everybody else. See, God allowed Peter to be sifted by the devil on that day so one day, just a few days later, he could stand on the day of Pentecost and preach and see thousands saved. Be careful how you criticize others that fall. Because God might just be working on them. So he can. Can you imagine? Can I have a minute? Can you imagine all those that heard Peter that night? Before the cock crew, they heard him cuss. They heard him say, I don't know him. I don't know him and cussed. I don't know him, I don't know him, I don't know him. And probably the rest of the disciples says, see, I told you. All the, listen, all them people thought God was done with him. It's over now. What do you think they thought when the Holy Ghost blowed through that place? And Peter stood up and said, I got something to say. And he preached the glory down. What do you think all them, them negative pessimists said when all them people started coming forward getting saved and saw thousands added to the church because God dug the pride out of somebody and used him for his glory? I don't have time. Well, I got news for you. and I, I mean this as serious as can be. <laughs> you can either make it or God's going to break you. Well, I don't, have, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm not as churchy as you are. What does that mean? Well, I tell you this. God started a process when the moment you signed on. God don't draft anybody. It's a volunteer army. But when you volunteer, it's on. When you sign up and you get saved, God starts the process right there. 
I don't know everything. I, everything was going good in my life till I got saved. Yeah. <laughs> you think everything was going good. You was headed to hell 100 miles an hour. But the reason you're having so much difficulty right now, it, how many y'all, how many y'all ever, how many y'all ever seen? I, I hurt my arm. We we was on vacation. We was on vacation, and uh, and uh, and and I hurt my. I don't know what I done. I mean, it just started hurting. I said, man, I was about to die. I pulled a tendon, something, whatever, Achilles, something in my arm. I don't know. Uh, uh, and I was about to die. And the girls, they wanted to go play in the ocean and all that. I said, just leave me here. Just leave me here. And, and, and so I was sitting there, I was flipping through. And, and, uh, and, and one of them channels, there was a marathon of the show, The Biggest Loser. Now, when I first heard about that show and seen that show, I thought it was just making fun of people. And I thought, man, why would anybody, why are they just getting on there? And, and I, but I was intrigued. I mean, I was intrigued. I just kept, I watched that. And son, I was like this when I first started. Well, by the end of the marathon, I said, like, oh, I hope she wins. Oh. <laughs> you see people go through, uh, you know, here they are. This is what, this is what you're going to be. Outline something on a mirror. Now, when they stand in front, it don't nowhere near fit that outline. And that person's thinking, there's no way. There's no way in this world. But the trainer knows. The trainer knows what, what's going to happen. The trainer knows the process. The trainer knows all about that. And they know the end result. And you know what? By the end of that show, they fit right in that form. Now, they went through hell on earth. They thought, oh, my God, you're killing me. Oh, I mean, they're throwing up, doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm, I'm just praying, oh, come on, get back up. You can do it. And they thought they were going to die. But when they was through. How many of y'all watch the show? Anybody watch the show? Don't act like y'all ain't never seen it. But you know what? The day you got saved, God took you to a mirror. And he put Jesus' outline against that mirror. And he chalked it out. And I said, now come up here. And you ain't even close to fitting in that. There ain't no way I'm going to love my enemy. There ain't no way I'm going to forgive that person who done that to me. There ain't no way I'm going to have compassion on somebody. He's a loser. See, you never thought in a million years you'd fit. And what'd God do? I don't love people. God puts you around unlovable people. To teach you how to love people. You needed patience, so God put an irritating person in your life to irritate the fire out of you. Somebody at work that you just wish would come down with laryngitis. I need a witness. I've got the whole series. My aunt bought me the whole series of, of, of Fred G. Sanford. Say amen. That's S-A-N-F-O-R-D, period. Amen. I mean, it's my favorite show on TV. I ain't lying. I've got, uh, Tammy put a TV, I don't have cable in my, in, my, in my room no more, so she put the, the TV with the little video cassette. So now we watch Fred Sanford every night. I mean, every night, three or four episodes a night. And you know what? For every Fred Sanford, there's an Ann Esther. Say amen. 
everybody's got one. You say, what is he doing that? Because God's trying to teach you some patience. God's going to put things in your life. God's going to put situations in your life so that when you stand up to the mirror, every day that goes by, you're coming to be closer and closer and closer and closer to fit into the image of Jesus Christ. Why does these things keep happening to me, preacher? They're going to keep happening. Why does these problems keep? They're going to keep happening. Because God's trying to... Till you act like Jesus. Till you think like Jesus. Till you behave like Jesus. You're bought. You're paid for. You're just like... Listen, you're just like an old car. God paid the price for you. Now he's got you in the body shop and he's sanding on you. Sand and don't feel good. But boy, when he's through, ooh, say amen. Brother Dorgan showed me a picture of a GTO. He's got a, a blue, uh, a, rival, a rival blue 66 GTO with, 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 with a five speed and a 454 with, with dual exhaust. And, and say amen. Flow master mufflers that rumble. But when he first got it, when he first got it, he showed me pictures of it. And I, honest to God, my first thought was, God bless him. Somebody has taken him to the cleaners. Because it don't look nothing like it looks now. But see, he could see, he could see the end result. Miss Robin, would you like me? Could you see the end result? You, 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 amen. I'm glad somebody else could. I, I thought, what, in, what is he doing? Well, boy, the first time he drove it up on the parking lot, boom, 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 boy. <laughs> now, see, you think God's trying to kill you. You think what you're going through is the worst thing in the world. You think, I'm never going to make it through this. And God's saying, hey, hey, I see the end result. I know what it's going to be. Listen, I can see you getting that first place ribbon at the show. I can see me getting glory out of the transformation that you go through. And people see what you used to be, but people see what you are now. And in life groups, you have a chance to be Christ. You have a chance to love your brother. You have a chance to sacrifice. You have a chance to, listen, to serve each other. And be there for them. What a great opportunity. It's not just about having friends. It's about using the opportunity God is placing in front of you to sacrifice and to serve him. Church, say amen. amen. We're just going to hold number three. Guys, just hold number three and we'll add it to next week because it goes pretty much with next week anyhow. That's all God wants us to do today. That's all we need to hear. We need to be like Christ, don't we, church? Boy, if there's anything this world needs to see, it's the love of God through his people. Church, say amen. Father, in Jesus' name.